Ezekiel 47, verse 1. The word says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. Verse 3, And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cupids, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankle. Somebody say ankle. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knee. Somebody say knee. He measured another 1,000 and brought me through the water that came to my waist. Somebody say waist. And again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was so deep. Water in which one must swim a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side of and the other. Then he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river flows, shall live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Wherever the river goes, everything shall live. Amen. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from En Gedi. Will, there will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. I believe this is a word for the church this morning. The word just spoke of a river flowing into stagnant areas becoming life. It said that the banks that were once bare are now full of trees that are bearing great fruit and whose leaves will not wither. And it said that all of this is because there is a river that is flowing from the sanctuary. The world right now needs not just church, but needs a church with a river that is flowing from the sanctuary this morning. Can anybody agree with me today? Right now, come on, let's pray. Lord, I thank you today for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, I thank you today that we are stepping into the river. Lord, I thank you this morning that your presence is here. Your presence has been felt. Your presence has been seen. You are here. So, Lord, we don't take this moment lightly. God, but we step into it fully today. 
saying, here I am, Lord, you can use me. Lord, today I pray that you would speak to your people. Let, your, let our hearts be open. Let our eyes be in, locked on your face. Let our ears be in tune with your voice this morning. Lord, and I declare that as this word goes forth, Lord, it shall be fruitful today. It shall take root in the hearts and lives of men and women, students today, who are ready to receive it. And may it be like fire in their bones this morning. And the church said amen. Amen and amen. If you've been in Rome for any amount of time, even for a day, you know that we are a city that is known for the rivers flowing through it. We are truly a city where a river runs through it. I think that movie could have been filmed right here in Rome, Georgia, because a river runs through it. We If you've lived here long enough and you've been through some rainy seasons, you've driven by the rivers and you have seen it get out of its banks. If you've lived here a really long time, you have seen the waters get into buildings and into what was called River Bend Mall. And it lived up to its name. It the river came in and bent that thing up. And um, you, you've seen water that can get into places that humans didn't know existed. It gets into places that we could not go ourselves. If you've been here long enough, you have witnessed the power of water. You may understand or you may, uh, you, you may not have the understanding, but let me share it with you this morning that all throughout Scripture, water, river, rain is often symbolic of the presence of God throughout his word. Uh, I have been in places in my life. I've been in situations. I've been in services where, where I, I just knew that we had tapped into the river of God. Have you ever been in a moment like that when you're surrounded in a church service like today and you just felt like, I know we just tapped into a new dimension. I know we just tapped into the river of God. I've been in those moments uh, uh, where, where, where it just knew all of a sudden it was a uh, what 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 was a regular service turned into a moment that would it was just full of his glory and goodness and as a pastor uh, of this house that is one of my responsibilities it's 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 one of the things that I pray about every week it's one of my goals on a Sunday morning is to get you his people the church not just to come to church but get them into a place where they can tap into the river of his presence amen because it's one thing when you tap into the river at your house. It's one thing when you can tap into the river all by yourself, but it's something, something special happens when you get a room full of people who want more of the Lord. Amen. Something special happens when you get in a room full of people that are tapping into the river of his glory. Because if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. And if two can put 10,000 to flight, how, what would happen if the entire church got together and linked arms and said, we will not be moved in this hour, but no, we're going to press into his presence. Aren't you thankful for his presence this morning? Psalms 46 verse 
4 and 5 says that there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of our God. It says that the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The New Living Translation says a river brings joy to the city of our God, the, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect her. Whenever and wherever the glory is released, there is also divine protection that is released. Amen. Wherever the, wherever the river is tapped into, joy is released. Provision is released. And if you ever tap into this river, you will have a longing for it the rest of your life. You will have a desire to keep in the river. You will have a thirst that, 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 that a regular worship set cannot feel. Amen. When everyone else is around you begins to quit, you are just getting started in worship. Whenever you tap into this river, you will realize that you are thirsty for some things that other people around you are no longer thirsty for. You will realize that as the deer pants for the water, so my soul is longing after you, oh God. And anything less just will not cut it in my life. Anything less will will not quench your soul. You've got to know this morning that there is a river that is found in worship that can satisfy every thirsty soul this morning. Uh, who in this house is thankful for the river this morning? See, whenever you tap into the river by yourself, it's great. But there's something happens whenever you can tap into the river corporately because it leaves you with moments like you've never, ever experienced before. When you tap into the river corporately as a body of Christ, it turns a building into a sanctuary. When you've got a room full of river tappers that I'm calling you this morning, the atmosphere starts shifting. When you've got a room full of river tappers all of a sudden the culture starts shifting to the kingdom when you've got a room full of people that, that that keeps saying lord i want more it puts you in the zone for miracle signs and wonders because the supernatural release of god's glory is dependent upon your worship today i said the release of his glory a key to releasing it is your worship today because anytime you can get worshipers to come together in one mind and one accord. Anytime you can get a group of worshipers to come together and lay down their differences. Anytime you can get worshipers to come together and lay down their political views. Anytime you can get river tappers to come and press in together and say we will not stop until we see it. And they make up their minds. We will not stop short of the glory. But we're going to keep going until we reach the river. Anytime that happens the supernatural is about to be released because as the worship rises, the river rises. As the worship rises, the water rises. And when the river begins to flow, that means his glory begins to flow. And that is the moment when you realize the difference between a, uh, between a song service and a worship service. What separates a song service and a worship service? It's the river that runs through it. That's how you know the difference. See, a song service 
service engages your mind, but a worship service engages your heart, your mind, and your body, and your spirit. A song service will tickle your little emotions and get you warm and fuzzy, but a worship service will tear you slap up. A song service will leave you feeling happy, but a worship service will leave you feeling joy unspeakable and full of his glory. But there is a warning I want to leave you with this morning. Because once you've tapped into the river, it will ruin you. (laughs) Once you've tapped into the river, you'll never want to go to a quiet church again. Once you've been in his presence, you'll never want to sit in a dead service again. Once you've tapped in to the river of glory, it will ruin church as you've known it. Because once you've been in the river... You'll no longer choose a church because of its pretty stained glass windows. Once you've been in his glory, you no longer choose a church because it's just five minutes from your house or because that's where the rich people go or the regal people go or that that class of people go or, or that color of people go. No, no. Once you've been into the river, you no longer go to a church because the pastor just got a good charisma to him or you like the way that he dresses or because you caught a good vibe when you walked into the sanctuary. You no longer look for those things like that. But once you've tapped into the river of his presence and you have been to the table and you have tasted and you have seen and you have drank some of the water from the river of God, you will never be able to walk into a church and be satisfied with just a little bit of feeling. But there is something that has happened on the inside of you and now you are longing for the river of God and you will say, I may have to go somewhere I've never been before. I may have to go there all by myself. I may have to go to the church and sit by myself, but I can no longer stay in a place where the river is is, is no longer flowing. I can no longer worship in a place where the river is not allowed to flow. Come on, tell your neighbor today, today I'm going to tap into the river of worship. Come on, tell somebody I'm I'm, I'm tapping into it. You may not want to go there, but I'm going there. Why? Because I find peace when I worship. I find answers when I worship. I find God when I worship. I not only find God when I worship, but I find myself when I worship. My mind is more clear when I worship. I've got joy when I worship. And since nothing gets me close to him like worship, I've got to get into the river. Even if you don't go, I'm getting in the river today. If you don't like it, I'm getting in the river today. Even if I don't have all the answers, I'm getting in the river today. I may be full of doubt, but I'm getting in the river today. I may be full of sorrow, but I'm getting in the river today. I may not know what tomorrow holds for me, but today I'm getting in the river because I've got to connect with something that's more than just church. I've got to connect with God. See, there's so many people that are accustomed to. There's so many people that are okay with coming to church and with no presence. There's so many people I'm not talking about the world today. I'm talking about Christians, church. There's so many okay with just coming to church and never being the church or having church. There's so many that have become like Saul and it doesn't bother them that there's no longer presence. 
We all know that David was king. We know that David was a worshiper. We all know that he was a man after God's own heart. But before David, Saul was king. And all throughout his reign, there was no Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is symbolic of what we know today as the Holy Spirit. There was no presence of God. The ark had departed, but Saul did not care about getting it back. He did not go after the ark. So what he was doing was he was doing the rituals with no presence. Hmm. Because as you well know, there are a lot of people that although they are religious, although they go to church, they have no concern about the presence of God. Can I get an amen this morning? They like the name of God, but they don't want to deal with his presence. They like the benefit of being able to call on his name, but they don't want to be a host of his spirit. You may know some of those people. You may be one of those people, people who were brought up in the church and they go to church, yet they have no interest in the actual move of God. People that want to go through the motions, people that just want to attend the church, they like the protocol. They like the position. They like going through the motions. They like church family. They like church folk. They like titles. They are, but yet they are still okay with no presence in his house and all throughout Saul's reign he was he was not concerned with the lack of presence there's so many churches today that are not concerned with his presence they're more concerned with raising their numbers than they are raising the water level inside of their house they are not worried about the lack of the ark of the covenant the lack of the holy spirit see the lack of the ark meant that they had no river that they had no presence they had no supernatural power Power. Yet they came and they did their ceremonies. They came and they did their traditional feasts. They were still bringing the sacrifices. They were still burning the offerings. Yet behind the veil, there was no presence of God. So on one side in the sanctuary, they're doing all of the rituals. They're doing all of the customs. But where it really mattered, on the other side of the veil, there was nothing there. On this side, they're over here doing everything. Everything looked good everything looks like a church should look but on that side there was no presence therefore there was nothing supernatural that could help the church does this sound familiar in the United States right now on one side the church looks good but on the other side there's a people who have put the Holy Spirit in a box and said we believe in you we will pray to you we will baptize in your name but you cannot get out of this box because if you get out of this box you're going to mess up what we've been doing over here. And they're going through the motions and nothing is happening. And it didn't seem to bother them that, that the name Ichabod had been written all over the doors of the sanctuary. Ichabod. You say, well, that's crazy. I didn't say Ichabod, you hungry people. They weren't doing stir fry. Ichabod had been written in the town and on the sanctuary. The name Ichabod means the glory has departed. 
The glory has left the building. Isn't it amazing that they saw the name yet kept doing business as usual? They knew the glory had departed, yet they kept doing business as usual. They would come and they would enjoy the rituals. They would come and now the rituals are almost a source of entertainment. Now it is like performance. They would come and they would enjoy the platform. But I hate to tell you today that this platform is not for you to enjoy. They would come in and they would enjoy what was happening on the platform. But I will remind you that this platform is not for you. We're not singing for you. I hate to bust your bubble, but we're not doing this for you. Everybody's not a winner in this house. Everybody's not leaving with a trophy. It's not about you today. It's the Lord. Everything we do is for the Lord. Every song we sing is for the Lord. This platform is not for us to enjoy. We are not here to enjoy the sound that comes from the platform, but we are here to make the sound. I said, we're not here just to enjoy the sound. We are here to make the sound. You probably chose legacy because of the sound that is in this place. The sound that we release when we worship. The sound of the word. The sound of our culture. The sound of a river. This is a place where his presence is. And so often people will like it. They will come because of the sound, but yet they don't want to get in it. And those people that like it but don't want to get in it. You got to be careful because you cannot come up in here and create a concert type of culture. Where you like it but I'm not getting in it. No. Because if you don't watch it, you will start creating a concert type of culture. Because we are not supposed to have a concert. We are not supposed to entertain you. I hate to break it to you. This ain't about you, baby. We're not here because of you. We're here for you. But we're not here because of you. And this is not supposed to be a concert type of culture. But we are supposed, we are supposed to have a river in this place. There, we, we are supposed to release the sound of God. And God's voice is like the sound of what? Many waters. He sounds like a river. And the church is supposed to sound like the Lord. A river. Finding a river in a service is not always easy. Sometimes it's not hard, or sometimes it's, it's hard trying to tap into his presence. Telling first service, you wouldn't know it, but man, it had been a week up here. We had everything planned. You know it's fall break. All of a sudden, people had, black, people had blocked out. We had some last-minute cancellations. All of a sudden, our vocals started losing their voice. Like, couldn't sing. They felt fine. I'm hoarse this morning. I started feeling a little pressure in my ears. And I was like, no, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Thursday, we were sitting here thinking, I don't know if we're going to get to have church Sunday. <laughs> but there's something. When God's people 
don't get so accustomed to the way that it's always been that they cannot worship when the river begins to turn. Because so often the river will turn a little bit and you'll think, oh, I can't worship like that. We don't have the drums. We don't have the intro video. I can't worship until everything. See, there is something that happens when God's people presses through something and says, I, I'm getting in it today. I will get in it. I may be all by myself, but I'm going to get in it today. It's not always easy. Some churches will work their pastor to death today as they try to wake up their congregation. The recent statistics just this last month said 5,000 pastors will quit ministry this year. Burnout, tired, exhausted. And, and, and some churches will work their pastor and their staff to death today as they try to as they try to get you in the river as they try to open your eyes as they try to put a smile on your face and make you look like you want to be at church but so often we we may be at church but our minds don't show up to church until 20 minutes after the worship set has begun and then we finally get focused and as the pastor gets burned out as they try to get people who are not grateful to a grateful state and praise him but let me tell you a lesson that I have learned is that if God woke you up this morning and he started you on your way and you've got food on your table and shoes on your feet and a roof on your head and you are in your right mind and none of that makes you grateful, I'm not going to have a heart attack trying to make you grateful. If God can make you grateful, I can make you grateful. Because... Not only is it not easy sometimes finding, tapping into it, sometimes it's uncomfortable. It's not comfortable because rivers do not flow in a straight line. If you've ever had an aerial view, you've been up high and you look down the river, there's a lot of turns and bends in every single river. Rivers do not flow in a straight line. Song services flow in a straight line. First song, next song, no flow, no repeat. We got to be out of here in an hour. Let's go. One song, two song, pastor, get ready. Here you come. Now you better preach 30 minutes. You better do a 10-minute altar call. Let's not even do an altar call. Let's just take the altar out of the church. Now here we are because we got to be out of here in an hour. Why? Because I because I thought you said it's your bond. Now I'm hungry. Now you, I got to be there. Your hour is up. See, see, song services flow in a straight line. A song service flows in a straight line. And sometimes, let me tell you something, it is a lot easier to flow in a straight line. It's a lot easier to be one of them. Come on, let's go. Because, because when you flow in a straight line, you don't ruffle as many feathers. When you flow in a straight line, you don't have to wrestle with as many demons. But sometimes it's uncomfortable tapping into the river. However, we are blessed here because 
because we do know how to prepare. We do know how to be organized. We do know how to pick songs. And you should have these things because if you're one of those people, you don't like to plan. You don't like to organize. You're just one of those people. Let's just fly by the seat of our pants and let's just get in his presence and, 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 and in the aura of the glory. Guess what? You will wind up in a swamp before you get into the river. But I'm thankful that we've got these things because David prepared the house of the Lord. He made sure that the bread was ready. We are blessed that we plan. We are blessed that we build up a set list. But we are also blessed that we have a bunch of people who are looking for the river of God. We are waiting for the moment to tap into the glory. We are blessed that sometimes we don't get to song three because song two, we tapped into his presence and we will keep singing and saying, I don't know why you got to keep saying holy, holy, holy. If you don't like repeating songs, you're going to hate heaven because in heaven you're going to say holy, holy, holy. We are blessed that sometimes we don't get to everything because we've got some people who are tapping into his presence and said, I don't care if we get to the third song, but his presence is right now and I just got to get it. We are blessed because we know that the river flows. If it flows to the right, we're going to go to the right. If it flows to the left, we're going to go to the left. Listen, just because... You've been wet in the worship just because you've actually stepped in. Don't stop. There's a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds here. Catholics, Baptists, never been in church, all in this room right now. And they can come into a place like this and they can raise their hands and say, whoop, I'm wet. I got it. They can come into a place But don't stop because it's up to your ankles. Don't stop just because it's right there. Don't don't stop just because it's ankle deep. Or to some of you, cankle deep. If it fits, you got to wear it, y'all. Don't stop cankle deep. Thank you. Don't stop knee deep. You can't, but you got to get in. It's like those people that go to the ocean but don't want to get in. Y'all drive me crazy. Save your money. Go to Lake Wise. It's just 40 minutes away. Driving to the beach. Sitting there. They will stand at the edge of the water. But when the sand starts moving under their feet, they freak out. Everything they touch, they think it's a shark. (laughs) Baby, you ain't even in the water yet. Y'all got to quit watching this shark week stuff. It's, It's killing it. They won't get in. And when the sand starts moving, it freaks them out. They like it but they don't want to get in it. I think it's pretty, but I don't want to get in it. I love to see all those people out there, but I, no, 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 I don't want to get it. And when they see that next wave coming, they begin to back up. 
they don't like the unknown. They don't like the moving sin. They, 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 they want solid ground. In other words, they don't want to lose control. I want to be in control. And I'm, I'm afraid that if I get in that river, I'm going to lose control. I'm afraid if I step in that river, I'm going to look like Sister Betty over here and I'm going to shake my hair out. I'm going to cry my mascara off. I'm single. I can't be doing that in public. I'm here to find the man and a man. I just can't be doing this stuff, Lord. Lord, why are you calling me? And all of a sudden, there's a lot of people in the church, they don't want to get in the river because they don't want to lose control of it all. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something today. We've got to be a people. Not like that, but we've got to be a people that's going all the way in. Because we've got people like that in the church. They like it, but I'm not going in. It's pretty, but I'm not going in. It sounds good, but I'm not going in. This week, I want you to take a moment and I want you to read these verses that I read to you today. Because I've read them a lot in my life and they've never really stuck out to me like they did when I was reading this week. Get this, it said that Ezekiel could not see that there was healing. He could not see the miracle of what was barren soil now full of trees with fruit. He could not see it when he was standing in the river ankle deep. He could not enjoy the goodness, the fullness of God. He was in it, but he wasn't all the way in. He he had to go beyond needy. He had to go beyond wasting. He had to go beyond those levels. And it said whenever he got to the place where the river was so full, he was swimming, that's when he noticed the healing that had happened. That's when he noticed the miracle. And the church has got to get there where we come in and move beyond where we are and where we've always been. And when the church starts pushing through the levels, you'll start to see a little crack in the banks. Whenever the church starts pushing together. That's when you'll notice a little breach in the dam. That's when. That's what we call a breakthrough. That is the meaning of a breakthrough. When you start seeing the light in there and you say, I see it. I'm not going to quit until that crack becomes a door. I'm not going to quit until that wall comes down. That's a breakthrough. That's when you get your family together and you say, family, we've been praying for this. I see something about to break. Let's lean in on this thing together. That's when you get your entire row together and say, guess what? Today, this day, this Sunday, we're all going to break through something. We're all going to press through something. That's when you get your arms locked up with the entire church and we remind ourselves that we are in the, we are in the Lord's army and we're going to push through this thing together until we bust through through the river. And a church that is leaning together, a church that is pushing together, a church that whenever they see the weak point, they say, we will not stop, but we will push it. That, my friend, that, my friend, is when the river starts running out of the sanctuary and downstairs into the children's ministry. A church that knows how to push is when the water keeps going out from a Sunday morning and flows down to youth ministry and flows to senior adult ministry. That is how a church gets it. Whenever you start pushing together and all of a sudden everywhere that you go, the river will flow with you. But you got to push whenever you see something. 
Whenever you get a little light, you push through it. Whenever you start to see that dam is about to breach, that's when you push through that thing and you say, this thing will not hold it back anymore, but I'm going to see a breakthrough. Man, help me out. I don't know about you this morning, but I want the level of the river to be so deep at Legacy Church that it doesn't matter how you came into the house. You may have walked in here a saint or an ain't. You may have walked in here saved or lost. You may have walked into this place a believer or a full doubter. But no matter how you came in, I pray that the water is so deep in Legacy Church that nobody leaves dry. I pray that it gets so deep that nobody's ankle, just their ankles are wet. But I pray every person, every lost, every saved, every found, every searcher, I pray no matter what, no matter what happens, I pray that the water is so deep at Legacy Church that nobody can leave this place dry this morning. Nobody can leave this place not knowing him this morning. Come on, stand upon your feet with me this morning. You've got to get this. If you come to church and you never get in the river of God, you'll grow sour. I see it all the time. People come in love with the church. They never start serving. They never give. They never really get into the river. And you watch them drift away. But if you just come to church, you will get burnt out. I've heard of church burnout I've never heard of glory burnout I've never heard him say Whew, I don't want any more glory oh presence oh oh if I have to be in another service full of glory oh. oh I've heard of church burnout I've never heard of glory burnout People get tired of church because they don't get in the glory. People get tired of church because they get filled with church and not with His glory. People get tired of church because they get filled with their own gifts and abilities and they don't get filled with the anointing and if you come in here and you never get in the river it will get old very quick if you come in here and it's the best thing on month one and you're like whoa this is so good but you never get in here guess what by month four you're sitting here looking thinking this is just like every other church it's just old now why it's probably because you came to church but you did not get into the river and listen like I told first service 
service. I'm not like a lot of other pastors because it may be nice. It's good to hear every once in a while, but I don't like just to hear people come up and say, oh, pastor, your church's music is so good. Oh, it's so good. I don't like just to hear. Yes, it's good to hear, but I don't just want to hear people say, oh, pastor, that was a good message today because guess what? If that's all we ever hear, it tells me that we've got to press in a little more because if that's all people are saying, that tells me that they, that, that, that we've got a lot of people that have encountered the church but have not encountered the river of God because I will not be satisfied until people start saying listen the music is usually good but that second song on that second bridge of the second song I just felt something break over my house I will not be satisfied until people say pastor that was a good message like normal but let me tell you something that point three right there the revelation opened up my eyes and I I just know something is about to change in my life because all of a sudden we've got all of these people that are encountering the church but they are not encountering the presence of the Lord. I'm not here for people to encounter Legacy Church. You are not here for people to encounter Legacy Church. We are here for people to encounter the river of God and a church that can put God in His presence before themselves is a church that will experience revival. I said, I'm not here for you to encounter legacy. I'm here for you to encounter the Lord this morning. I said, I'm not here for you to encounter legacy church. I'm here for you to encounter the river of the living God this morning. Come on, can we just raise up our hands and declare this another time today? Come on, here we are today. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. To encounter the river. I want more. I want more of you, Jesus. Come on, sing it out. I want more. I want more. I want more of you, Jesus. I want more. I want more. I want more. Sing. I want more. I want more. I want more. Lord, I don't want more church. I want more of you, oh God. I want more. More rituals, I need more of you, oh God. I want more, I want more you, Jesus. I want more, I want more. Come on, sing out this morning. I want more, I want more, I want more you, Jesus. Cause I want more, I want more, I want more of you, Jesus. I want more. I want more, I want more of you, Jesus. Come on, sing it out this morning. I want more, I want more, I want more of you, Jesus. I want more, I want more, I want more of you, Jesus. Come on, press in. Come on, tap into the river this morning. understand today you have access to the river of God you have access 
to the river of God this morning. And you can have as much as you want. If you want to leave this place swimming in his presence, you can do it this morning. You just want to leave with a few goosebumps, you can do it this morning. You have a key. It's called worship. It's a key of heaven that unlocks some doors. You've got access. We've got to become a church where we are not content sitting on the banks of the river dipping our toes in the water because Rome needs a church that a river is flowing out of it because the word said because there was a river coming from the sanctuary everything that it touched started living again I want to declare we're going to start touching some things that's going to come back to life We're going to start touching some dead people that's going to come back to life. We're going to start touching some dead properties that's going to come back to life. But we cannot do it just being full of church. We got to be full of his glory. God, right now, where are the river tappers? The people tapping. stop isn't it annoying if you've got kids and they're they're doing this popping knuckles whenever you tap into the river it gets on Satan's nerves. And just like that thing, there's sometimes I've been preaching and there have been distractions out there. I can barely think sometimes, but I press through it because in the moment I'm confused by what's the, that's happening in the natural. And whenever you start tapping into the river, it confuses the enemy. It gets him to lose focus because he was he 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 thought you were about to quit, but you keep tapping. He thought you were about to quit church. But you said no. I'm not only going to church, but I'm getting in the river. And all of a sudden, when you keep tapping. It throws the enemy's mind a loop. And before you know it, he loses focus. And the very thing that was in front of you that was holding you back begins to open. And the water begins to come to another level. I don't know about you, but every Sunday I come together, I want a new level of worship. I want a new level of water to be released in this house so it can flow out of the sanctuary and create life in the city.